Psalm 1. The book of Psalms, chapter number 1. And I'm going to read from verse 1 to 6. And I'll be sharing the word of God with you for a few minutes this morning. And I want you to pay very close attention to what I'll be speaking on. The book of Psalms, chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 1 to 6. And the word of God says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the Lord of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. By the grace of God, for a few minutes this morning, I will be speaking on the subject that you may do well. That you may do well. I'm speaking on the subject that you may do well shall we pray heavenly father we honor and praise you for your word this morning thanking you for what you said already into our lives and for the word in due season that is coming help your people to receive this word as indeed the word of god and not of man that they may profit by hearing and receiving the word of god into their hearts let faith arise that they may be able to lay hold on the things that are theirs and walk in the fullness of it we give you honor and glory and praise thank you lord god in jesus name we pray amen that you may do well as a church and as believers for this new year we have received the revelation of the word of God that tells us the things that belong to us. We have received the revelation of the word of God that tells us the things that belong to us. One thing the word of God does is to tell you what is yours. Is to tell you what you can have. Is to tell you what he has provided and which is in store and in waiting for you. So as the local church as believers we have received the revelation of the word of God as to what is ours it is the word of God that tells you healing is yours it is the word of God that tells you protection is yours it is the word of God that tells you deliverance is yours and so when God was giving us the watchword or the keyword for this year he was giving us an idea of the things that he has provided for us and so in the word of God that he gave us this year you all have an idea and have an opinion or have an impression let me say rather of the things that belong to us and the word of this year says unto every one of us this year is a year 
of unlimited blessings everybody say that with me unlimited one more time one more time beautiful so god has given us the revelation of his word that tells us what belongs to us so when he said to us this year shall be a year of unlimited blessing he is letting us know that that is what is ours and i would like to make five different statements about that the first thing i would like to say is this unlimited blessing is ours collectively as a church and ours individually in other words you and i have the right to expect to be unlimitedly blessed as a church and also we have a right to expect to be unlimitedly blessed as individuals so it is not just a promise that he has given to the church it is a promise that he has given also to individuals so at the end of the year the testimony of this church will be we were unlimitedly blessed that should be the testimony of this church and as a church at the end of the year not only is that supposed to be our testimony but as individuals our testimony is also supposed to be that we are unlimitedly blessed so unlimited blessing is not just a word that god has given to us as a church it is also the word that god has given to us as individuals that's the first thing i'd like to say the second thing i would like to say about that word that god has given us the revelation of the word of god that god has given us is this you and i have a right to expect to be unlimitedly blessed in every area of our life which simply means that unlimited blessing is not just something you and i have a right to experience financially it is something we have a right to experience maritally it is something we have a right to experience emotionally it's something we have a right to experience spiritually which means you and i can expect and should expect to be unbelievably blessed spiritually as we are unlimitedly blessed financially so that unlimited blessing do not limit the definition of it only to money do not limit the definition of it to one area or another area it is something that is supposed to be seen in every area you have a right to expect to be unlimitedly blessed in every area of your life you have a right to be unlimitedly blessed spiritually just like you have a right to be unlimitedly blessed physically you have a right to be unlimitedly blessed financially just like you have a right to be unlimitedly blessed emotionally so unlimited blessing does not in any way say it's going to be only in financial terms it doesn't say it's going to only be in physical terms it's going to be in every area and the expression of a little blessing will be one that can be seen and should be seen in every area everybody say unlimitedly blessed say it one more time then totally i also wanted to know this that not only those who are here geographically in learning have the right to be unlimitedly blessed that word that god has given us is such that if you are a remite wherever you are on the globe you have a right to be unlimitedly blessed it's not just a word that god has given to a physical place a geographical limitation if you are a remite and you leave this place and find yourself in libya this year it will be the same if you're a ramite and you are in ira you are supposed to experience it if you're a ramite and you are in katsina you're supposed to experience it so it is not a word that has a physical boundary so do not say well probably this word is god gonna give to them in the lorry and if i leave the lorry and go to ikiru or kuku or inisha or i find myself in konta jabe or ilobu then it means i will not be anymore i wanted to know that wherever an israelite is 
the blessings of Abraham are his. Can I have an amen? So wherever Abramite is, it is not just something that is limited by geography. Wherever on the globe, if for example this year you find yourself supernaturally taken out of this country to Germany, for as far as 2002 is concerned, the fact that you have changed nation, you have traveled across continent, does not cancel that fact. Everybody say, unlimitedly blessed. <laughs> Which means it has no geographical boundary. It has no geographical limitation. If you find yourself being transferred away from Milani to a small village, somewhere in Kogi State, or to a small town, somewhere in Gombe, or to a small place, somewhere in Nasarawa, that does not stop it. The word God has given us that you have received with your ears will always operate. Everybody say, unlimitedly blessed. So God has given us the revelation of his word that tells us what is ours. This is a word you can carry with you wherever you are located. Every Israelite in those days could carry with him the promise of God to the Hebrew race wherever they found themselves. Wherever they were, whether they were servants, whether they were slaves, whether they were owners, whether they were under, it didn't matter for as long as they were Jews, for as long as they belonged to the Hebrew nation, for as long as they were Israelites, it was theirs. Say this with me as a remite. This year I shall be unlimitedly blessed wherever I am in this nation, beyond this nation, wherever I am, I shall be unlimitedly blessed. I shall be unlimitedly blessed. Let me say the first thing to you that I'm trying to sink in this morning. The first thing I would like to say about the revelation of the word of God that God has given us this year is this. Every one of us has a right to be unlimitedly blessed regardless of our occupation. In other words, as a student, you will still experience it. As a housewife, full time, you will still experience it. As a businessman, you will experience it. Can I hear amen from the people? What I'm saying is that it is not occupationally limited. Because when we are talking about being blessed, some people think the only way I can experience unlimited blessing is when I go into business. No. Even as a student, it is such that wherever you are and in whatever you are doing, not just wherever you are, but in whatever you are doing. So every student, be unlimitedly blessed. Every civil servant, be unlimitedly blessed. Every businessman, be unlimitedly blessed. Every minister of the gospel, be unlimitedly blessed. Every male and female, be unlimitedly blessed. Do not say because I'm a civil servant, there is no place for me. Your salary is not the definition of God's blessing. And your blessing this year shall not be determined by your scale. You will operate at a scale that is only the product of his riches in glory in Christ Jesus concerning you. The riches of God in glory in Christ is what determines your scale. Can I hear people who have received that? So a civil servant, you will be. Some people say I have to work in a bank to be blessed. God does not have to use a bank to bless you. When God wants to use it, when God wants to bless you, He can use anything and everything you do. And He can use everything and anything you don't even do. So this year, do not say, Well, I have to get a job in the oil sector before I can be unlimitedly blessed. Because the blessing will not be determined by where you work, but by God. Can I have an amen? amen. Say this with me. I shall be unlimitedly blessed in whatever I do. As a student, I will prosper. As a housewife, I will prosper. As a civil servant, I will prosper. As a minister of the gospel, I will prosper. So understand that. When God said unlimited blessing, he does not connote that you have to work in a particular sector of the economy or you have to work in a particular organization. 
because some of us are so you know we are so blockheaded some people think until i work in the oil sector i cannot make it you see we have this belief we have this opinion that for me to be productive then i have to look for job in a bank we do not believe that we can as a civil servant make something because we are not depending on our resources we are depending on his resources we are not depending on what we know to have but what we know he has we are not depending on what we are going to do we are depending on what he has done i have met people who work in so-called rich sectors of the economy but who are broke because the kind of riches that god gives is the only one that is enduring the kind of provisions that god make is the only one that can supply your need there is no single organization in the world that can meet the need of everybody that is working there and there's no single sector in the economy of the world that so to speak can supply every need that everybody has spiritually physically financially emotionally and in other areas but i will be rich i will be unlimitedly blessed because occupation is not going to limit it say this with me i shall be unlimitedly blessed in whatever i do i look forward to students at the end of this year who will be so blessed that they will be riding cars I look forward to students at the end of this year who will be able to buy a piece of land. Yeah. You will buy a piece of land. Yeah. Write it down. You will. Yeah. You don't have to have a big contract before you buy land. Because the art is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell in it. You don't have to add so many millions before you can build that house. Why? Because you are going to be unlimitedly blessed. Everybody say, I shall be, I shall be. unlimitedly blessed. Yeah. Even if you're a housewife, you don't have a regular income. Your housewife full time. That does not cut you off. That does not stop you. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 8 verse 2 of some housewives that ministered unto Jesus of their substances. They ministered unto Jesus their substances. God knows how to convert the wealth of the wicked for the righteous. God knows how to make provisions for you in strategic places and through strategic people. You will be remembered by some people that matters. You will be remembered when it matters most. God will touch the heart of men for you. He will loosen the loins of king for you. Say this with me. I shall be unlimitedly blessed. Only you for now. Is that for? The fifth thing I would like to say, and listen to this, and God is one. God said this to me in my spirit. I said, write it down. Now, when God gave us the word that we shall be unlimitedly blessed, God said, I'm sa- I gave this word just to those who are remite on the day when I gave it. But there are going to see some people who are still sinners now. But who during the course of the year will be born again? Who during the course of the year will be filled with the Holy Ghost? God will want me to tell you to tell them, if you have a friend like that, that something is waiting for them, it is called unlimited blessings. When Jesus was praying for the people in John 17, 20, he said, I do not pray for this only, but I also pray for those who will believe on me through their words. There are some people now who get saved in February. Some people will get saved in March. Some people get saved in April and May and June and July and down through the year. And the message of God to such people is also that once they come in, the word that has been ours will become theirs. The word that has been ours will become theirs because the Bible said in Acts chapter 2 verse 39, He said the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You and I were not in the upper room on Pentecost day. But today you and I have entered into the blessing that was poured out on Pentecost Day. There are other sheep that God has not brought into the fold right now. But these sheep will be brought in. And once they are brought in, they will be partakers. So if you have a brother, tell him. If you have a sister, tell him. If you have a colleague, tell him that something is written with their name on it. It is called what? Unlimited blessing. Say it out loud. Unlimited blessing. 
So we have received the revelation of the word of God. As to what belongs to us. And what belongs to us, belongs to us already, legally and potentially. Potentially and legally, unlimited blessing is yours. Unlimited blessing is yours. Potentially and legally. But listen carefully to me. And that's what I'm zeroing in on today. Some people think because something is there potentially and legally, it is also theirs automatically, experientially and actually. It is one thing for something to be yours legally and potentially. It's a different thing for something to be yours experientially and actually. Now let me say this to you. Salvation of souls belongs to everyone. Legally and potentially. But you know as well as I do, that is not everybody who has come to experience salvation of soul. Protection belongs to us potentially and uh, legally. Because the word of God tells us it's so. But you know as well as I do that not many people and not every person is experiencing actually the, the divine protection of God. So it is one thing for something to be mine legally and potentially and it is another thing for that thing to be mine experientially and actually. Before something that is yours potentially and legally can become yours experientially and actually you will be required to exercise some effort. Before something that is yours legally and potentially can become yours actually and experientially, you will be required to exercise some effort. Now let me say this to you. What will differentiate you from me at the end of the year is not what was potentially ours. What will differentiate you and me at the end of the year will be the various efforts we put forward. Because the various efforts we put forward is what will eventually determine what will be mine experientially and what will be mine actually. What differentiates you and a sinner now is not the fact that God has sent Christ to the cross. Because God has already sent Christ to the cross. Christ has already, oh, salvation is available. But what differentiates you from an unbeliever is that you exercise an effort. What was the effort you exercised? Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 If thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. So you are different from him not because what God provided for you is different from what God provided for him but you exercised the right effort which many unbelievers have not yet exercised. Is it clear what I've said? Is it clear to you at all? Because it has to be very clear. At the end of the year what we differentiate one brother from another brother in Rema Chapel will not be the word God gave us. Because God, what God has given to one person is what God has given to all. What will differentiate us will be the effort that you and I put forward. It is the effort differing from one to the other that makes one person to be the head and another person not to be the head. Look at this. In Mark 16, 15, the word of God says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. Now look at the B part. He said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. The effort of one person is to believe and he is saved. The other person refused to believe and is damned. Now one person is ending up damned, one person is ending up saved. The problem is not in the provision of God. Because the provision of God for the man who is damned is the same provision that God made for the man who is saved. But the difference was in the effort that both of them put forward. Is it clear? Is it clear now? Now so, what we determine where you are is not the promise that God gave us. It should be determined by your effort, by my effort. It is, 
it, it is your effort that will determine whether you're going to walk in the light of it. It is your effort that will determine whether you're going to live in the fullness of it. Our lives experientially and actually reflect the fact that we have received the word. But what will make our life reflect it will not just be the fact that God said it. It will be that you and I put the right kind of effort into place. God said this to me yesterday. Listen to what he says. He said, if everything is dependent on what I say, then at the end of the year, there's no difference between X and Y. Because I love both of them equally. He said, but because both people will not respond to my word the same, there will be differences in output. You remember the parable of the sower? It was the same sower who sowed the same seed, but the soils were different. While some soils were thorny and stony, some soils had no surface soil, some other soils could give forth to 30, 60, and 100 fold. It was not the seed that determined the harvest, it was not the sower that determined the harvest, it was the soil that determined the harvest. It is wrong for you to say, I will be unlimitedly blessed this year, no matter what I do. I wanted to know that it will matter. What you do will matter. Because what you do will be what will define your actual and your experiential harvest from what God has said. Potentially and legally, the word of God tells us what is ours. Unlimitedly blessed. On the forehead of every remit is written the name of the spirit. Unlimitedly blessed. But you see, the Bible says in Philippians 2.13, God is at work in us both to will and do of his good pleasure. Which means what we are going to have at the end of the day will be determined by what God is able to do through your effort and my effort and God is able to secure by your effort and by my effort. At the end of the day, it is not what God says that determines what I'm going to have. It is the effort that I put forth. Effort that I put forth. If I do not put off any effort, I will not expect to reap. Because Galatians 6, 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. What God is saying is, you cannot get out of it more than what you put into it. I have given you the seed. I have said, everybody potentially and legally, you have a right to be unlimitedly blessed. No matter your profession, no matter your geographical location, in every area of your life, even those who are not saved now, have the right to be unlimitedly blessed. But you see, it's not just going to depend on the fact that God said it. It's going to also depend on the fact that you and I put forth the kind of effort that needs to be put forth before this thing can become ours experientially and actually. Because some people say, well, if God said it, then it's going to come to pass. I wanted to know that there are some things that God has said, and if you need your cooperation, if it's going to bring to pass. God has said, I don't want anybody to be lost. The Bible said in First Timothy, Two, four. He said, who we have all men to be saved. But the question is, is are all men going to be saved? No. Why? Because not all men will put forth the kind of effort that God will tell us all men are supposed to put forth. Unlimited blessing. Oh, God will have all people to be unlimited blessed in Roman chapel. But will all people be unlimited blessed? I can tell you from experience, no. Why? Because not all people eventually will put forth the kind of effort that God expects everybody to put forth to experience in reality the fact that he wants us to be unlimitedly blessed. But that is why I'm speaking to you today about the secret thing you need to do. I wanted to know that the secret of the Lord, Proverbs 3.32, is with the righteous. I want to share with you a secret which I have used over the years. Whereby when God says anything to me, it has always been worked out in my experience. I have always eaten the fruit of it. It's not just enough to have the seed. The intention of the seed is to give you fruit. If God gives you seed, he will give you fruit. He does not just give seed, he also gives bread. 
from the seed the seed is supposed to be used the word that god has given us supposed to be employed it's supposed to be put to practice it's supposed to be placed in its place so that you and i can experience what those intentions were when he gave the seed when the farmer goes to the farm with the seed there is something at the back of his mind he's not just going to the farm for going sick when god gave us the word there is something at the back of his mind and until you and i do with the word what god wants us to do with the word what god what is at the back of the mind of god may eventually not be actualized but this year ladies and gentlemen i wanted to boldly say i shall be unlimitedly blessed say it one more time say it one more time say it one more time and that's why i'm sharing this secret with you psalm 111 verse 6 he said god has shown unto his people the power behind his work god always shows us the power behind his work which means if god is going to do something he will share with you the power behind it that makes it possible amos chapter 3 verse 7 god will never do a thing without revealing his secret to his servants the prophet in the book of deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 he said i call heaven and earth to record this day against you i said before you blessing and cursing life and death then he gave them the secret he says choose life choose life god is the only one that set questions and give you the answer he said i said before you life and death blessing and cursing he will have let you and i to choose but he said no i'm going to give you a secret choose life then you and your children may live he gives us a choice but he chooses our inheritance for us by giving us secrets by revealing to us secrets by giving us the secret behind his work that he may give us the heritage god wants what he has laid up in store for you which is your inheritance to become yours god does not have the right to hold on to the blessing he has released when he gave us the word he gave us the blessing and his intention is not to go back with the blessing that he has already provided his intention is that you and i will be able to enter into the blessing that he has already provided but we are going to have to make some effort because if you think that you're not going to do anything like you did not do anything last year and it's going to happen because it's unlimited i can guarantee you some massive drops will fall around about you but the real showers will elude god forbid that the showers will lead you say this with me i shall be unlimitedly blessed it's not just enough for you to see people blessed it's enough for you to be in the center of blessing it's not enough for you to describe how God has blessed someone. It's important for you, for people to describe how God has blessed you. So it's not just going to happen, but it's going to happen. Can I have an amen? In the first few minutes, I would like to give you seven reasons why you are going to be unlimitedly blessed this year. Seven reasons. These are seven reasons why I am going to be unlimitedly blessed. There are seven reasons why I will be unlimitedly blessed. Number one, the first reason why you will be unlimitedly blessed is that the nature of God is to bless unlimitedly. When something is somebody's nature, then we'll expect him to perform. When something is somebody's nature, then you expect him to do it through to type. The word of God tells us God is an unlimited blesser. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalm, Psalm, I mean, Luke, first of all, Luke 6, verse 38. He said, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Now, that is describing unlimited blessing. Good measure. Everybody say, Good measure. God will not give you something that's not good because when God was created in Genesis 1, verse 4, 110, 112, the Bible said, And God saw that it was good. God will give only that which is good. 
The Bible says in Psalms 85 verse 12, the Lord will give that which is good and our land shall yield an increase. Why will I be unlimitedly blessed this year? Because the nature of God is one that blesses unlimitedly. The Bible tells us in Psalm 23, if you read verse 4, he said, Do I want to value of the shadow of death? I fear no evil, for thou help me. A staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. My head, thou anointest. Present continuous. Thou anointest. And my cup runneth over. So you'll be unlimitedly blessed because God's nature is one that blesses unlimitedly. He blesses unlimitedly. In Malachi 3.10, he said, And I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there is not room enough to contain. So I expect to be a little blessed. First of all, why will I be a little blessed? Because God's nature is a nature that blesses unlimitedly. Say this with me. I shall be unlimitedly blessed because I'm dealing with a God whose nature is to bless unlimitedly. And I will experience that. The Bible says in Second. Peter chapter 1 verse 2 Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness whereby given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these promises we may become partakers of the divine nature his nature is to bless unlimitedly everybody say freely when somebody blesses freely it means it's unlimited if you read the Bible says in Matthew 10 8 freely freely you have received the Bible tells us in Revelation 21 verse 6, Revelation 22 verse 17, it says, come and drink of the water of life freely, without charge. Come and drink unlimitedly. So I shall be unlimitedly blessed because the God I'm dealing with, his nature is to bless unlimitedly. And I will partake of that. I will partake of that. I will partake of that. And so me and my household will partake of that. I will partake of that. I will experience it. The second reason why i know i will be blessed unlimitedly is because it is the will of god to bless unlimitedly it is not just his nature but it is his will one thing i love about the will of god is this the will of god is always done the will of god is something that is always done jesus taught us to pray he taught us to pray like this thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven the will of god is already done in heaven but probably the will of God is not done in your marriage yet, in your finances, in your academics. The will of God is prosperity without borders. The will of God is an ever-continuous presence of abundance and increase. The will of God in Christ Jesus is to make his riches yours. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. We all know the grace of Christ. How though he was rich, he became poor so that we through his poverty may be rich. Why will I be unlimitedly blessed? Because unlimited blessing is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning me. He said, I will open. Malachi 3.10. He said, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. I will give unto you the heritage of the heathens. I am the Lord. I will heal thee. I will deliver you. I will set you on high. It is his will. So what am I saying? That will be done. Everybody say, Thy will be done. The will of God is to unlimited bless. If you look at the Garden of Eden, you have an idea of the will of God. The Garden of Eden is an idea of the will of God. If God can put just one man and his wife inside that garden with all those blessings, now what do you think God wants you to have? When God made that garden as big as it was, 
and put all those beautiful things. And God said to man in Genesis 2.16, of everything that is in the garden, you may freely eat. That is to let you know what the will of God is. The will of God is that I should experience unlimited blessing. And that is the second reason why I'm going to experience it. Why? Because it's the will of God. When Christ came, he came to execute the will of God. If there is any area of your life where the will of God in Christ concerning you have not yet been executed, receive your answers in the name of Jesus. Any area where it is still hanging in the sky, is it in your academics or your finances or your emotion or your spiritual life? And it seems that what God wills for you is not what has been done yet. I say this morning, receive it in Jesus' name. The second reason why I will be unlimitedly blessed is not just because Unlimited blessing is the nature of God, but unlimited blessing is his will. This is the will of God. Even your sanctification. God has so many things that are his will. And I, am, I was saying to myself, this thing that God will for me, this thing that God desires for me, this thing that God wants to be mine, let it be done. So why will I be unlimitedly blessed? Because unlimited blessing is the will of God for me this year. I will be blessed this year unlimitedly because it's the will of God. Let the will of God be done in my life. Let it be done in my marriage. Let it be done in my finance. Let it be done in my health. Let it be done in my coming in. Let it be done in my basket. Let it be done in my coming in. Let it be done in my going out. Let it be done in whatever I set my hand upon. The will of God is that I be unlimitedly blessed. The third reason why I'm going to be unlimitedly blessed this year quickly, the third reason why I'm going to be unlimitedly blessed this year is because God has promised me. He has promised me. Somebody may ask me, Brother Judge, you are going about saying you are going to be unlimited blessing. Why? Because unlimited blessing is God's nature, and I'm going to partake of the divine nature. Secondly, I'm going to be blessed unlimitedly because it's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning it this year. And thirdly, because I have his promise on it. Titus 1 2 says, God that cannot lie have promised. Romans 4 20 and 21. He said, Abraham did not stagger the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what God has promised. Why will I be unlimitedly blessed? I have his promise. A promise is an undertaking to give or to do something upon demand. So I demand unlimited blessing. Why are you demanding it? Because I have his promise. He has undertaken that he's going to bless me unlimitedly. It will be wrong for God not to bless me unlimitedly. It will be positionally, morally contrary to his constitution. Not to bless me unlimitedly. Why? Because I have his promise. I have his promise. 2 Peter 3, 9. God is not slack concerning his promises. First Kings 8.56 Every word of promise that God gave to the children of Israel There was none of it that he had to hold back Or keep back from coming to pass So shall my word be that proceed out of my mouth It shall not return to be void It shall accomplish that which I wish And it shall prosper in that into which I send it When somebody has promised you something The likely possibility Is that he's going to do it So why are you going to be unlimited blessed? Because I have the promise I have the promise. Why do you know you're going to be healed? I have the promise. Why, you, why do you think you're going to be promoted? I have the promise. Why are you thinking you're going to be the head and not the tail? I have the promise. The word has gone out of his mouth in righteousness and will not return to him void. The hand of God will do what the mouth of God has spoken. God has said in Ezekiel 12, 25, he said, Behold, I'm the Lord and I speak and the thing that I say come to pass. Jeremiah 1, 12, he says, I watch over my word to do it. Why will it be a military blessed? I have the promise of God. I have the promise of God. Well, and not only that, it is his nature, and I'm a partaker of the nature, and it is his will, and the will of God will be done in my life. How many of you said the will of God will be done in your life? How many of you said the will of God will be done in your life? How many of you said the will of God will be done in your life? Everybody say, Thy will, O God, let it be done. Not just here on earth, but in my life, but in my life, but in my life. The fourth reason 
why I'm going to be unlimitedly blessed is that I will be unlimitedly blessed because God can bless me like that. Now let me explain this to you. When somebody can do something, then he may probably do it. When somebody can do something, when somebody is capable of doing something, then it is right for me to expect him to do it. Now, if you know that I can afford 5,000 naira, simply, then it is right for you to expect me to give you the 5,000 when you come to me. If you know that I can afford 500 naira, then it is right for you to expect me to give it to you when you come to me. If you know that I can heal, then it is right for you to expect me to heal you when you come. If you know that I can make you the head and not the tail, then it is right for you to come to me and expect me to do it. So the fourth reason why I will be unlimitedly blessed is that I know he can. And because I know he can, I know he is going to. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? You see, most of the time, when people go to God, they have to first of all establish the fact that God can do it. If God can, then the likely possibility is that he will. Luke 137, with God, nothing shall be impossible. I know he can. And I know because I know he can, then I am expectant. I know he's the only one who can. He is not limited. God is going to better his best. He's going to improve on his record in your life. I know he can. I know he can. You see, you don't have the right to expect what you are not sure he cannot do. The Bible said in Jeremiah 32, verse 27, He said, Behold, I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard? Is it too hard for God to bless me unlimitedly? No. Now, if it is not too hard for Him to bless me unlimitedly, remember I have His promise. Remember that is His nature. Remember that is His will. So, why will He not bless me? No reason. Because I know He can. I know you may not be able to bless me unlimitedly. You are limited in your blessing. You can give me a trouser. You can give me a shirt. You can give me money of limited dimension. But I know that God can virtually give me so much that I have no more room enough to contain it. And that's why I'm expectant. Say this with me. I shall be unlimitedly blessed because I know God can. Not only can he, but I have his promise and it is his will and that is his nature. So you see, let me say this. You are not positionally placed in a way that it's not going to be it's not going to be impossible for you to be unlimitedly blessed the reason why i'm saying this is that you have to come to the point where you are expectant and there is no way you can expect if you're not sure of the ability of the person from you you are expecting but if you are sure of his ability then you're confident and your expectation will not be disappointed in jesus name the psalmist said in psalm 34 verse 5 we looked up to him and we are lightened and our countenances we are not ashamed the fourth is it fourth or fifth now the fifth reason why I know I will be unlimitedly blessed is because God enjoys it. When somebody enjoys something, what is he likely to do? He's likely to do it. Is that not so? When you enjoy singing, what is the likely possibility that you will sing? If you give Tuesday, for example, Tuesday here, brother Tuesday, an opportunity to, to sing or to preach, what do you think he will do more than the other? Probably sing. Why? Because he likes it. I know God enjoys it. You see, let me say this to you. When God blesses unlimitedly, it's something that he enjoys. It's not something that he does out of a sense of duty. It's something that he enjoys. The Bible says it. Psalm 35, verse 27. He said, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, the Lord be magnified. Who taketh pleasure? 
He doesn't just do it, but enjoys it. If you give me microphone to address a group of people for 10 minutes, what is the likely possibility I will preach and quote scriptures? How many of you know? What's the likely possibility you know? Because why? I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So anything somebody enjoys, the likely possibility is that he will do it. Lift up your hand and say, I know he will do it to me. Because he enjoys it. The Bible says in Luke 12, 32, he said, fear not little flock, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the what? Kingdom. God said, it is my good pleasure. It's something I like. It's something I, I, I want to do. To give you. Some people don't want to give. But when God is giving, he's smiling. That is why the Bible tells us that God loveth a cheerful giver. If God is not a cheerful giver, he cannot expect you and I to give cheerfully. But because his spirit is in us, and that spirit is a cheerful spirit, then he expects you and I to give by the same spirit in which he gives. And that is a cheerful spirit. So I know I will be unlimited blessed. Why? Because God enjoys it. He enjoys it. If you see God in heaven, he enjoys it. Yeah. If you see how God feels when you and I are entering into the possession of what we have, God has provided for us, you will appreciate it. Housewives enjoy serving their husband food. When the housewife has served the husband food and the man is seated and is swallowing the amela like Brother Toby does, <laughs> she comes to her and said, I hope everything is okay. <laughs> she enjoys it. I, I hope everything. He said, yes, I said, I hope the water is okay. What about the pepper? She's enjoying it. She's enjoying it. Now, the likely possibility that she will give him food will probably be determined by the fact that she enjoys it. Because when he sees the man's head sweating, as one ball after another ball rolls down the gutter of his throat into the septic tank of his stomach, she enjoys it. Open your Bibles to Isaiah 46 here. Isaiah 46. Open your <laughs> Isaiah 46. God enjoys blessing. He enjoys giving us unlimited blessing. Isaiah 46. I want to read here. From verse 10. Here is God speaking. He said declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying my counsel shall stand and I will do what? I will do all my pleasure. You know what God is saying there? God is saying I will do what I enjoy. I will do whatever I enjoy. You see, that is one way in which God at least enjoys himself. By blessing us. Say this with me. I will be blessed. Unlimitedly. Because God enjoys it. Because God enjoys it. Because God enjoys it. Whatever a person enjoys, the likely possibility is that he will do it. And if God said, I will do all my pleasure. And you know that God gets pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Then you have a right to expect to be blessed unlimitedly six point six point i will actually zero in on point number seven but let me give you six another reason why i say i expect to be unlimitedly blessed this year is because of the track record of god the track record of god shows that he has done it before so what does it cost him to do it again ladies and gentlemen i want us to open to the book of first kings chapter three and see somebody who was unlimitedly blessed there are quite a number of them but I will just use this one as an example. First Samuel. Here was a man on a Solomon. A man on a Solomon. I want you to see how God blessed this man. Unlimitedly. I want you to see how many cows they kill a day in his house. Cows. I'm not talking about chicken. Cows. Now look at this man. I read from First Samuel chapter 3. Oh, First Kings. First Kings chapter 3. First Kings chapter 3. 
Now, you know what God did? I read from verse 5. In Gibeon, are you there now? In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by the night. And God said, ask what I shall give you. Well, you know what happened? Verse 9. Solomon said, give therefore my servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast, thou hast asked this thing, and you have not asked for yourself long life, neither have asked riches for thyself, nor has asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to design judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy word. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there were none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast done ask, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen your days. Now go on quickly to chapter number four. I want you to see the blessings of God here. The blessings of God. Just look at unlimited blessing. A few definitions. You will see that every area of his life was blessed. He was so blessed to the point that he was even able to control 1,000 women. 300 we are legitimately married, 700 of them we are added on to the number. Now let me read here. <laughs> I read from verse 22. First Kings 4 verse 22. You will see that every area, everything he touched. This is what unlimited blessing speaks of or, or smiles of. And Solomon's provision for one day was 30 measures of fine flour. And 30 score measures of meal. 10 fat oxen and 20 oxen out of the pasture. And 100 sheep beside hat and robots and flowed here and fatted fowl. That is for a day. For he had dominion over all the regions on this side the river, from Tepsa even to Asa, over all the kings on this side the river. And he had peace. You see, he had everything. Peace on all sides round about him. And Judah and Israel dressed safely. Every man under his vine and under his fig tree, from Dan even to Bathsheba, all the days of Solomon. And Solomon had 40,000 stall of horses. For his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. And those officers provided victuals for King Solomon. And for all that came unto King Solomon's table. Every man in his month, they lacked what? Nothing. Barley also and straw for the horses. And dromedaries brought they on to the place where the officers were. Every man according to his charge. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding. He didn't just have money. He didn't just have people. He had wisdom, understanding. Exceeding much and largeness of heart. Even as the sun that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of his country. And all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men. Than Ethan, the Ezrahite, and Hema, and Charcoal, and Dada, the son of Mahal. And his fame was in all nations and about. And he even spoke 3,000 proverbs. And his songs were a thousand and five. Those of you are writing songs. Here, he was everywhere. Everything he was doing. Look at this. And he spoke of trees. From the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even unto the hyssop that springeth out of the wall. He spoke also of beasts, and of fowl, and of creeping things, and of fishes. And there came of all people to hear the wisdom, the wisdom of Solomon, from all kings of the earth, which had heard of his wisdom. And Hiram king of Tyron sent his servant. Oh, oh, no. Just, you see, read it and you will imagine the kind of, you see, he was blessed unlimitedly. It was not that he was blessed in one area. Everything he touched turned to proverbial gold. He was not just blessed as a king. He was blessed in every imaginable way. He was a songwriter, a proverb composer. He was loved by people who are supposed to hate him. The lies fell into him in good places. He had a, Now the point is, God has done it before. That is why I expect to be unlimitedly blessed as well. You can look at the Bible and look at Abraham. 
The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis 13 to he said Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, in gold. Genesis 24 verse 1. And Abraham, God blessed Abraham in all things. So no matter what you looked at, God had blessed before. So I expect to be unlimitedly blessed. Why? Because God has a track record to do it. And knowing that he has done it before, tells me he can do it again in my case. Then number seven, and this is the key one. Listen to this. As a believer in Rebbe Chapel, this year, I expect to be blessed unlimitedly. Why? Because I will make it possible for God to do it for me. God said it to me like this yesterday. He said, tell the people that I want every one of them to make it impossible for me not to bless them. Even if I don't want to, because of what they are going to do, I will not have a choice than to bless them. I am going to be blessed because I am going to make it possible for God to do it. I am going to make it impossible for God not to bless me. I am going to make it possible for God to bless me. I am going to make it impossible for God. Let's assume that God does not want to. By what I am going to do, it will not be possible for God not to. So listen to me. I will be unlimitedly blessed because it's the nature of God. I will be unlimitedly blessed because it's the will of God. I will be unlimitedly blessed because I have the promise. I will be unlimitedly blessed because God can bless me. I will be unlimitedly blessed because God enjoys blessing. I will be unlimitedly blessed because God has blessed before. And finally, I will be unlimitedly blessed because I am going to cooperate with God to make sure that he cannot but do it. Listen to me carefully. That it may be well with you. Most of the time, people do not know this fact. That even when God wants to bless us at times, by what we do or by what we do not do, God is prevented from doing what he wants to do. God wants to save. Why can he not save? God wants to heal. Why can he not heal? God wants to deliver. Why can he not deliver? If everything depends on God... Then everybody would have been saved. Everybody would have been healed. And everybody would have been delivered. But they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. By what you do or fail to do, you can make it impossible for God to do what he intends to do. It is not the intention in the heart of God that matters. It is whether you are going to facilitate, cooperate, agree, and work with him to make it possible. Every one of us have to work with God to make the salvation of our soul possible. Every one of us have to work with God to make the salvation of our marriage possible. Every one of us will have to work with God to make the salvation of our academics possible. Every one of us will have to work with God to make the salvation of our finances possible. But if you refuse to work with God, despite the fact that it is his intention to bless, his intention to bless unlimitedly, he will still be unable to do it. So the seventh reason why I know that this year I will be unlimitedly blessed is that I will make it impossible for God not to do it. I will conduct myself and carry myself in a way that even if God changes his mind, he is already held by his nature, by his will and by the things I will do and the things I will not do. Open to Psalm 1. Listen carefully. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where the rubber meets the road. I wanted to pay very close attention. In a few minutes I'll be through with this. But I have to explain this to you thoroughly. If you get it, it will make all the difference in the world. The book of Psalms is a good, it's a good book. On the average, I tell people this, 
In the early days of my Christian life, I read the book of Psalms through every year. What am I saying? Every month. At least in the first 10 years of my Christian life, I must have read the book of Psalms through every month. Without exception. Because in those days, I read two chapters of the Old Testament, two chapters of the New Testament, one proverb and five Psalms every day. Because I, was, I belonged to a commitment then that was called Club 10. I was reading 10 chapters of the Bible every day. And so when you read, three, when you read five Psalms every day, we have 150 Psalms, you read it through in 30 days. And so I was doing that. But there is something that caught my attention the very first day that I read the book of Psalms. The first word here in the book of Psalms says, blessed. Everybody say blessed. Say blessed again. Say blessed. Now, the word that is used there means one that have been helped by God. It is the word Eshah. E-S-H-E-R in the Hebrew language. It means one that have been empowered by God. Whenever you see the word blessed in the Bible, all through whether the Old Testament or the New Testament, they do not mean the same thing. But the word that is spoken here, the word blessed that is used there, is the same word you find in Psalm 2 verse 12. Where he says, blessed are they that put their trust in him. It is the same word that you find in Psalm 119 verse 1. Which says, blessed is the undefiled in the way. That word blessed, Esha, describes and defines the state of somebody whom God has helped because of his appropriate conduct. A blessed man. Or the man who is going to be blessed unlimitedly will be the person who will be blessed because of his appropriate conduct. I told you that the seventh reason why God will bless me unlimitedly is because I am going to make it possible for him to do. Now, in what way can I make it possible for him to do? That is what that psalm describes. Because that psalm is describing somebody who have been helped by God and what that person had to do before that help of God came to him. When I told you that the word Esha that is used there is the same word that is used in Psalm 2 verse 12. You will see it says, Blessed are they that put their trust. So what did that man do for God to bless him? He put his trust. Psalm 119 verse 1. He said, Blessed is the undefiled in the way, walking in the law of his God. What did that man do to be blessed? He was undefiled in the way. Blessed that is used there is the state, the condition, the affair of someone who had been helped by God because of his proper conduct. The Bible tells us there was a man in the Bible known as Uzzah. The Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles 26 verse 5, he said, for as long as he sought the Lord, God made what he did to prosper. That is a blessing that is as a result of proper conduct. Not as a result of what God said. What God says forces me into a mode of lifestyle. Which if I do not do, will not make his word come to pass. When God says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creatures, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. When God said he that believeth, it simply means that you cannot be saved without getting into the mode of believing and being baptized. Until you believe and you are baptized, that's the fact that God said you can be saved, you may not be saved because you have refused to believe and be baptized. Blessed. Now look at the next statement. Blessed is the man. He did not say every man. So you are going to have to make yourself the man. The man. He's, the Bible here is describing the man who is going to be blessed unlimitedly. Blessed is the man. 
not just every man or a man, but the man. It is your duty to make yourself the man. It is not God's duty. God's duty is to tell you what to be yours. It is not your duty to make yourself the man. Listen to me this morning. Blessed. Blessings of God are conditioned upon certain promises, uh, certain things that we have to meet. Blessing does not just mean that because he wants it, it will be so. Because he wants it, and I willingly, personally, devotedly, and committedly cooperate with him to get it done, that is why he does it. It is my responsibility and your responsibility to get ourselves into a position where it will be impossible for God not to bless us. And here the scripture defines what position we need to get into. And we look at three words there. Bless is the man that walk. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to consider your walk this year. Your walk. Psalm 16 verse 9. He said that we walk before the Lord. Psalm 56 verse 13. He said that we walk before the Lord in the land of living. Genesis 17, 1. God told Abraham, he said, my name is Almighty God. He said, walk before me and be thou perfect. The Bible, tells us six, the Bible says in Psalm 26, verse 11, he said, I will walk in my integrity. Consider your walk. The blessing of God and what God has said is potentially and legally ours, but for it to be actually and experientially ours, consider your walk. Psalm 84, verse 11. The Lord is a son and a shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will live with all from them that walk uprightly. Walk uprightly. Walk uprightly. You are going to have to walk honestly. Romans 13, 13. He said walk honestly. You are going to have to walk circumspectly. Ecclesiastes 2, 14. He says the wise man walketh with his eyes in his head. You have to walk with your eyes in your head. You are going to have to walk uprightly. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 9. He said, he that walketh uprightly walketh surely. Proverbs 28 verse 18. He said, he that walketh uprightly shall be saved. Proverbs 28 26. He said, he that walketh wisely shall be delivered. You are going to have to consider your walk. Isaiah 30 21. That shall hear a voice behind you saying, this away, walk in it. You are not going to have to do anything, anywhere, anyhow. Because according to Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 20, 33, God says to the children of Israel, you shall walk in all the way the Lord command you that it may be well with you. That it may be well with you. You shall walk in all the ways that the Lord your God command you that it may be well with you. He said the man who is going to be blessed will have the proper conduct of walking right. We have the proper conduct of making straight path for his feet. We have the proper conduct of walking in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Let me say this to you. All of us need good advice. We all need good advice. Proverbs eleven fourteen, Where there is no counsel, the people fail. In the motive of counselors, there is safety. The word of God also tells us, Proverbs fifteen twenty two. He said, with good advice, you will fight your war. In the motive of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 20, 18. Every purpose is established by good counsel. But let me say this to you. What kind of counsel do you listen to? Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. The Bible tells us, the psalmist said in Psalm 64 verse 2. He said, hide me, O Lord, from the secret counsels of the wicked. You need advice. But what kind of advice are you taking? 
Psalm 73 verse 24 says, Guard me with your counsel and thereafter receive me up to glory. That it may be well with you. It's not going to all depend on what God has said. What kind of advice do you listen to? What kind of voice do you subscribe to? Is it the voice of men or the voice of God? The psalmist said in Psalm 31 verse 3, he says, lead me for thy righteousness sake. The Bible tells us in Psalm 23 verse 3, say, who he restored my soul, he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Walk not. Your walk is going to be important. Number two. Stand not in the ways of sinners. What does that mean? Do not do what unbelievers do. Do not do it. Stand not. The Bible tells us in Psalm 4 verse 4. It says stand in awe of him and sin not. 1 Corinthians 16 13. It says stand fast in the faith. Philippians 4 1. It says stand fast in the Lord. He that thinketh is standard, take it. Lest the force. Stand not in the ways of sinner. Do not take the position that sinners take. You know what sinners do? common knowledge. But what a Christian should do should be different from what a sinner. You see, if a Christian does what a sinner does, there's no difference between both of them. They will get the same thing alike. If you sow to the wind, you reap the wild wind. If you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. Let me say this. Stand not in the way that sinners stand. God will always deal with his Israel the way he will do with the heathens. If his Israel will do the same thing the heathens will do. One of the problems of many of us is that we want, to, we want to copy the world. And at times we copy the world in the way we sing, in the way we dress, in the way we look at things. If I want to do something and they don't want me to do it, I will still run away and do it. You don't know the power of entreaty? You don't know the power of reconciliation? Do you understand the power of patience? A sinner will not be patient because the devil is always in a hurry. But God is never in a hurry. Isaiah 28, 16. Behold, I've laid in Zion for the foundation a stone. A tried stone, a precious corner stone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. If you see somebody who is in a rush, the Bible says in Proverbs 19:2, he that hasting with his feet sinneth. If you are in a hurry, there is a likely possibility you will commit a blunder. There is a likely possibility. Sinners are in a hurry, but our God is a patient God. Hebrews 4:12. He said, let us not be slothful, but followers of those who do faith and patience. Abraham did not inherit the promise except through faith and patience. Spiritual authority is not supposed to be rebelled against because there is a cost. When authority says this is the way, walk in it, and you can't command authority, I want you to remember Romans 13.1. There is no power that be except ordained of God. Stand not in the ways of sinner. Do not take the posture that sinners take when you want to get married. There are some marriages now, you have to ask whether the person is saved or not because of what they do there. They invite people. Many people, even some marriages this church have been a part of. People that we cancel there. When we go to the reception, the kind of musicians we saw, boy Jolingo, with his half, with his, with his, with the footy Colombo music. Colombo music. How many of you know what I'm talking about? We got there as a church, we sat down and were embarrassed. Short marriages never remain the same. Because if you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you reap life resana. Stand not in the ways of sinner. If you stand as a sinner, you will get what sinners get. If you go to the place sinners go to, speak the way sinners speak, take the thinking of sinners and think like them, 
there will be no difference in what God has said. Unlimited blessing will be a mirage. It will just be a good clip word that will be in your mouth. There will be nothing in your experience. Potentially, it is yours. Legally, it is yours. But experientially and actually, it will not be because the person who is going to be blessed, empowered, will be empowered based on proper conduct. God is not about putting stamps on rascals. God is not going to give rascals money to go and spend on their lust. The money of God is for people who will use it right. The money of God is precious. The promotion of God is precious. The jobs that God has to offer is not for people who live in the flesh. The blessings of God are not for people who live in the flesh. It's for people who put it into the best, most operative, productive use. Work not, then stand not. Your posture of marriage is sinner-like. Look at your neighbor and say, sinner-like. Your posture of money is sinner-like. You are worshipping money. You are living for money. Money is a good servant, but a bad master. Money is to be spent and used and not to be hoarded. You are not supposed to take money as a god because you already have a god. Who to whom silver and gold and cattle upon a thousand he belongs? Money is supposed to be put under your feet. This money when you get to whatever little money you have put on and match on it because it's supposed to be under your feet. You are supposed to know you operate at a level where money, lack of it or abundance of it does not make you anything because what I am is made by God and not what I have. Even who you are, because some people talk big when they have money. When money goes, what, how will you talk? But whether we have money or not, we talk big. I've always talked big. I've always talked big. Even when I had no single dime in my pocket, my pocket was full of holes, and my shoes were full of holes, and I'll be walking on the holes inside of my shoe, we'll be singing to me, What are you going to do now? When I saw some brothers with compostable leg, I pray for them. I said, One day you will recover. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But that is if you do not stand in the ways of sinners. When you stand in the way of sinners, Unlimited with just be a dimension you heard about. You saw, you dreamt, you wake up, and it's just a dream. Number three, sit not. Sit not. What kind of a group do you work in? There are some relationships and associations that's destroying the power of God in your life. Until some people are eliminated from your life, you have no future. Let me say it again. Until some people are eliminated, done away with, cut off, removed, derooted, there is no future ahead. Sit not! What kind of fellowship do you keep? Psalm said in Psalm 119 verse 63, I am a companion of them that fear you, and of them that keep your precepts. I will make it impossible for God to bless me, even if he changes his mind. Because I will never associate with anything that will make God treat me like them. Jehoshaphat was blessed in 2 Chronicles 18 verse 1, 2 Chronicles 19 verse 2. God had to tell Jehoshaphat, if you don't disrespect from Ahab, I will treat you the way I thought to treat Ahab. The reason why some Christian brothers or Christian sisters suffer in their life is because they associate with people whom God have damned already. If you surround yourself with Datam, Koran, and Abiram, when they are being buried in the rubble in the wilderness, you go down well together. Those sinners join hand in hand. The wicked will not go unpunished. Sit not! What kind of a seat do you sit in? Ephesians 5 7. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Ephesians 5 11. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful work of darkness, but rather reprove them. Come out from amongst them and be separated to be said the Lord and touch not the unclean thing. Then I will receive you unto myself, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord. God wants his people to be distinct. Israel was not supposed to mingle with the nations. Hosea chapter 4 verse 17. He says, Ephraim alone, he has joined him to idols. He has joined himself to idols. Walk not, check your walk. Stand not, take your position. Sit not, check your location. Sit not in the seat of the scornful. 
Don't sit with people who come to church and stay outside talking because there are some of you here. When you come to church, you don't listen to the message. You are not you see the church more as a meeting point with your friends than as a place of worship. You come here, you sit outside, you are wasting your life. That's the truth of it. Because I don't know why somebody will come to church, leave his house, drive his car, enter a taxi, trek, and come here and sit outside. That is your life going away. That is what God has to give to you. God doesn't have any other thing to give to you than a year that is spent in his service. And if you don't use it well, you are the one that's gonna sorrow for it. You are gonna say the harvest is part, the summer is ended, but I'm not saying. The year has come and the year has gone. I'm still on the same spot. Driving the same old car. Eating the same old year food you are eating in January. We are in the same year caught. Do you think God created it to be on the same spot? Do you think that's the way he is? He said you have circled this mountain north. Turn forth. Turn northward. That is his will. His will is to bless you. But you can make it impossible. You can be your greatest enemy. You can cut down your own way. You can destroy your own path. You can hinder yourself and obstruct yourself. Isaiah 57, 14. He says, remove the stumbling blocks out of the road of my people. Isaiah 62, 10. He said, gather out the stones. Gather out the stones. Remove the dross from the silver. And the vessel will come from the fire. It's not where you are located geographically that determines whether you are going to be limited blessed or not. God said, I will bless you in the field. I will bless your stock. I will bless your basket. I will bless your coming in. I will bless your going out. Everywhere you are, the potential is unlimited. But you can't stop it. By the way you walk, by the way you stand, position, and by the way you sit, location. Then verse 2 says, and this is going to be very important this year. He said his delight is in the law of the Lord. Now let me say this to you. Many of us enjoy many things. Some of us enjoy dancing. We enjoy singing. We enjoy visiting friends. For the person who is going to be blessed, he will have to enjoy the word of God more than any other thing. The word of God must be the supreme thing. Your relationship with the word has to change. He said his delight is in the law of the Lord. You don't, you see, let me say this to you. It is one thing to have the Bible. It's another thing to a delight. It's another thing to love. God said, if you are going to be blessed, you will have to value my word. You will have to put value on my word. And that is what will make you read the Bible. That is what will make you come to church on time and not in the middle of the message. That's what will make you buy the tapes. That is what will make you have a quiet time. Because you see, unlimited blessing is such a wonderful thing. It's an empowerment that comes from God. But it will not come without the right effort on your part. His delight. The Bible said in Psalm 37 verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Some people think I will just get desires of my heart no matter what I do. No, 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 no. Delight yourself. Psalm 40 verse 8. He said I delight to do your will. Romans 7 22. He said I delight after the law of God in the inner man. You cannot keep coming to church 10.30 and 11 o'clock and still expect the year to better in its results. Attitudes must change. Priorities must change. Preferences must change. Determination must change. Or else we will keep receiving the same thing because our harvest of today is the indication of the seeds we sowed yesterday. That you may do well. That you may do well. If I make you uncomfortable and I challenge you today, it's because you need it. If you are beginning to see yourself in the mirror of the word of God, and you are beginning to see that you need to take some drastic steps, it's because you need it. If you leave it, things will remain the way they have. God is not at fault. Day unto day, utterance speech. Night unto night, word knowledge. God will keep speaking. And those who will be blessed will keep getting blessed. They will be promoted in front of your eyes. They will be getting married in your presence. They will be improving in everything they do. They will be prospering, going and prospering, going out. 
But you see, that is not the intention of God. The intention of God is that as a church and every individual. Because what he said unto one is what he said unto all. I said this to myself at the end of last year. Lord, I wish that every church member here will prosper the way you prosper. And God said to me, they are not doing what you are doing. Every, see, listen. If you do what I do, these are principles. God does not have any special children. God does not have to get to you through anybody. There is one God and one mediator between man and God. And it's the man Jesus Christ. First Timothy 2.5. If you see God do anything through anybody or in anybody's life, it's because he's meeting the principle. And please, stop acting like you are where you are not. If you want to have mercy, if you want to receive mercy from God, realize that there are certain things you are doing that is not right. Let me say this to you. If things are not working, it's because they are not made to work. Because things work. God works. And he wants to work. He enjoys helping some people. But why is it that it's very difficult to do it in my life? Because you are making it impossible for him to do it. It is his nature to do it. He enjoys doing it. He has promised he's going to do it. He has done it before. He can do it. Your case is not a challenge to the integrity of God. Your case is not too difficult. In fact, there are more difficult cases God have done this year in this church more than your case. He specializes in the hard cases. When somebody was about to die, Jesus said, leave him alone. He said, this, this sickness is not unto death, but that the glory of God may be revealed. His delight is in the law. You will have to enjoy the Bible more than you enjoy your food. Job said, I have esteemed the word of his mouth. Bow down to me than my necessary food. Job 23, 12. Jeremiah 15, 16. He said that words were found and I did eat them. That words were a joy and a rejoicing of my heart. For I'm called by your name. You are going to have to delight in the word of God. When I, you see, let me say this to you. When God said unlimited blessing, it is the beginning of many things God will say. You are going to have to search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. John 5, 39. For in them you think you have everlasting life. Acts 17, 11. The Berean Christians were more noble than the Christians of Thessalonians. They received the word of God without meekness. But the gentleman man searched whether these things were so. You are going to have to delight in the word of the Lord. You enjoy going out. He said, eh, I'm going out. Stay inside. Where are you going? Say, eh, man, that brother, we are going out. Where are you going? Relationships are not held on to by physical efforts. There is a spiritual bonding in the spirit that will make it impossible for that cause to break because you are rooted and grounded, established and built up in Christ. His delight is in the Lord of the Lord. I have, since the beginning of this year, I've been looking at every single word, blessed, I've looked at every single word since the beginning of this year, every single word, bless, blessed, blessedness, blessing. I've looked at every single word in the Bible on those subjects. What am I doing? I'm milking the word. Unlimited blessing. I'm seeing the ramification. The Bible says what things... Look, at. let me quote the scripture. First Corinthians 2, verse 9. He said, I have not seen. Ear has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart. Let me say this. It has not entered into your heart the thing that God has reserved for those who love him. What God has reserved this year is for those who love him. God spoke to me yesterday. He says, this will be the year of those who love me. This will be the year. So in this year... Romans 8.28, he said, we know that all things work together for good for them who love God. If they transfer you, it's going to work out. For them who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. This is the year for those who love God. There will be a difference between those who love God and those who don't love him. We are getting to the place where the rubber meets the road. If you love God, prove it. There is not going to be, I love God and you are not doing something else. The way we know you love God is by what you do. What you do is a testament to the fact that you love God. His delight is in the Lord of the Lord. 
I enjoy watching television, but I don't enjoy it like I enjoy the Bible. Psalm 119, verse 103. He said, How sweet are your words to my taste? Sweeter than the honeycomb. Psalm 119, verse 97. He said, Oh, how much I love thy law. They are my meditations all the day. Psalm 119, verse 148. He said, My eyes prevented the night watches that I may meditate. In thy testimonies, Joshua what it? This book of law shall not depart from the law, but thou shalt meditate in it day and night. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have what I will have will be based on my relationship with the Word. His delight. Take the Bible. Look at every word blessed. Look at example of blessed people. Study their lives so that you can tap into the floor. I receive this. I receive. This. When I was looking at how many things Solomon was providing, I said, even I'm not killing a fowl a day yet, and you think I'm there. I'm Look at how many, how many, how many cattle. Solomon had an army of 300,000 soldiers. Not even Nigeria has that today. 300,000 soldiers that were well paid. Are you listening to what I'm saying now? He was so blessed, he became a, a problem to everybody. He was blessed without everything he thought became gold. You are still touching your own, it's still brass. Still holding to his, it's still wood, it's still paper. Look at your neighbor and say, that God wants to bless you. Hallelujah. Now let me close here. His delight is in the Lord of the Lord. Then he said, and in the Lord of the Lord does he meditate? They are, tap your neighbor and say, you need to give more time to God. Day and night. Some of you don't give night to God, you give day. Some of you don't even give so much of the day. Three hours is too long in the church. Ah, my But he could already see, because the point is, if you perfect why? And then when you are in the presence of the Lord, there is what? Fullness of joy. You don't just want to go. One thing about being in God's presence is that you don't want to go. Why? In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. There is no place where you can go and have pleasure forever. It's going to be for you. If you go to the swimming pool, by the time you swim for two hours, your eyes are red. Wherever you go, it's going to be for a season. Let me close. Closing now. <laughs> His delight is in the love of the Lord. And in the Lord does he meditate. When they say come for all night prayer. You are giving all manners of excuses. You are arming yourself with excuses. To depossess God of your attention. You are to be pitied. Your life is in Christ and Christ in God. You don't have any life apart from Christ. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my life of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In the presence of the Lord, the Bible said in Psalm 31, verse 15, He said, My times are in His hands. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and the law of the Lord does He meditate day and night. Then, verse 3, I'm closing now. He said, He shall be. Tap your neighbor and say, Let there be. Say, Let there be. Say, Let there be me. Unlimitedly blessed. He said, He shall, and, and, and means conjunction. And He shall be. Let me show you five things that will be there. To tell you the dimensions of unlimited blessing. He shall be like a tree planted. Planted tree means stability. No longer tossed off and through. I'm looking for money. I'm a word. Nonsense. Say this with me. According to the word of God. Proverbs 10.30 The root of the righteous shall be removed. According to the word of God. Proverbs 12.3 the root of the righteous shall not be moved. I proclaim. I am rooted. I am grounded. I am stable. Let me say, you are not going to be talking for looking for money. Say, kilo wa, mu wa, Come searching for me. 
they are going to beg you with contract beg you with letter of admission they are going to beg you to come and serve they are going to beg you to come and walk they are going to come beg you to come and take that position they are going to beg you to come and stand in your place because this is your year the bible says in proverbs 22 28 he said remove not the old one mark while the father said scatter a man diligent in his business he shall stand before kings actually the, the hebrew said they will send for him from the king of palace from the palace king and he will not stand before me and men. When David was so skillful in playing guitar, did he beg people and say, Mama, guitar, they had to send to Jesse and say, Send your son, David. He has found favor. How can he find favor on your side when you have not even seen him? That is favor. Tap your neighbor and say, Favor unlimited. You can incorporate a business with that name. Favor unlimited. Blessing unlimited. Unlimited blessing international. Limited progress international. Unlimited increase. Expansion galore. He shall be. Look at the number said, I shall be. 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 I shall be the blessed man. He shall be like a tree. Planted. Number one is that you're going to be planted. No more uh, uh, going up and down. So what are you looking for? Contract in Hawaii, that way, Gary. They will not be looking for you with the blessing. The blessing of God will find you out. God will send people to you from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Doors are living that will open to you in Jesus' name. He shall be like a tree planted. Number two. The second thing that will happen is that you will have constant supply. He said you shall be planted by the rivers of living water. Not by the wells. But by the rivers. Rivers indicate continuous supply. Unlimited supply. Money shall not be missing in your pocket. Contracts shall not be missing in your fire. Progression shall not be missing in your mouth. Testimony shall overtake testimony. The plumber shall overtake the rivers. You will be blessed unlimited. Because you are by the rivers of living water. This is not the rivers of Babylon. This is living water. Last year you were by the rivers of Babylon. Where you sat down and yay! You wept. Tap whenever said no weeping this year. No weeping this year. No weeping this year. The Bible said in Isaiah 32 20, Blessed are they that sow it beside the waters. So the second thing is not the first thing is stability, the second thing is continuous supply. Say this with me The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall have continuous supply. My God shall supply. There shall be a supply of the spirit. I shall have supply. I shall have limitless supply. I shall have limitless supply. I will always have 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 supply. My God shall supply. The Holy Spirit shall supply. I will always have supply. By the rivers of living water. Then number three. He said, you shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water that bring it for fruit. Ever say fruit. That's the thought thing. Evidences of unlimited blessing. Fruit. Car outside. You don't need to... Hey, I just bought... You, people will be saying, ah, when did this... Ah, it has been there all the way. We will not even know when you bought a land. It's when you are going to dedicate you tell us. Stop boasting. You see, when you are boasting so much, it means you have little to offer. Those who do things that count, never stop to count them. Empty barriers make the most noise. I was in a place and one minister was saying, I thank God in my bank account now. I have it on the thousand. I said, ah. I said, and this man has been missing for 22 years. He should be wiser. This is pocket money. You see what I'm saying now? That's what I said. That is pocket money. 
Bible said you will lay up gold as dust. Everybody said lay up gold as dust. I said, ah. he said, ah. he said that is great. He said for a man of God. And look at that. These are money we give people without even thinking. Are you listening to what I'm saying now? You don't have to boast. When they see you, they see your shoe. Ah. Lamborghini. <laughs> shoe that is shoe that can that. Uh, don't let me talk. You understand what I'm saying now? Eh, 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 that is the second fairly used car buy for my wife. Nonsense. You see buying fairly used cars in 10s and 20s. Buy new one. Just one. And let's see. Everybody say cha-cha. Thank you. Don't ever boast again about buying a fairly used car. Because God, in the garden of Eden, there was nothing that was fairly used. When God put man in the garden, everything in the garden was new from today. Receive your new things. Somebody said to me, he said, I'm thinking about panabiting my car now. I said, for what? He said, I want to repent it. Uh, you want to retain it for long. Sell the car away because make the room because God has a blessing in store. God has a blessing in store. Fruit. Don't just boast. Fruit. He said, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of the that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Tell your neighbor, this is my season. When you look at me, you see spiritual fruit. You will see emotional stability. You will see spiritual maturity. The kind of noise you used to make last time, you don't make it again. Because you are not emotionally matured. You have quieted yourself like a child that is wind. Spiritual maturity, emotional maturity, financial maturity. When you are financially mature, you don't put a lot of money in your pocket. I mean it. Money is not supposed to be carried around. You are a, a moving target for arm robbers. If you keep carrying money around, you lay up in heaven and you lay up on the earth. You carry just a sheet of paper. See, how, how much can I give you? Not accounting five, five, nine, nine, twenty places. What is that? Come on, put your money in your pocket. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 In this country, you will prosper. In this country, you will make it. In this country, they will celebrate your victory. They will celebrate your progress. They will celebrate your arrival. In the name of Jesus. This year. You will celebrate the coming of your first million. This year, you will celebrate it. When you will have it in your account and you have nothing to do with it. That's what you will celebrate this year. Did I hear somebody catch that in the air? Fruit. I'm talking about fruit. You are still wearing the same shirt. What are you talking about? Fruit. Then not only fruit. He said, your leaves shall not wither. Leave is to the tree. What clothes are to the human body. What do leaves do? Beautify. There will be a beauty about your life. Unlimited. Unli- if you look at those blessings, they are unlimited. You will be planted. You will be nourished. You will be fruitful. You will have fruit. You will have leaves. Beautiful leaves. People pass by you now not knowing where your shirt was bought from. When they see your shirt, they say, let me look at your color. You say, no, it was designer. It's a designer made. So kind of shirt, you can't get it here, okay? You, you encourage them that you soon get there too. You soon get there too. Leaves! Boots! Zechariah 9.17 He said, let the beauty of our God. He said, oh, how great is his beauty. Then Psalm 19 verse 17 says, let the beauty of our God be seen upon us. When people see you, they will see the 